Welcome to Baptist Vices. This podcast is designed to engage the Baptist community in challenging thought. We hope to not just promote negative propaganda that is raised against Baptist thought, but to biblically analyze some of these thoughts and provide biblical solutions. We hope you enjoy today's program. And now your host, Dr. Steve Dameron. Welcome to Baptist Vices, and I have Evangelist Calvin Allen with me again. Thanks for joining me. My pleasure. And uh, the day after July 4th, and you're awake, so that's good. Um, (laughs) And our topic is fitting uh, with our country, July 4th especially, and uh, just our country in general. So I'm uh, entitling our Baptist Vice, Living the Selfish Life, uh, which is pretty prevalent uh, today. So, Absolutely. I'd have to agree with you. All right, so I, I'm going to jump right into it uh, with the selfish life. Uh, there's tons of verses that come to mind. I'm sure that you have some. But you, in the summertime especially, I'd imagine that you do a lot of teen camps. Would that be true? That's correct. I'm actually, I think this year I'm doing more than I ever have. Okay. Um, just about every other week I'm switching from a teen camp to a youth conference. So that's kind of <laughs> how my schedule's going. Okay. All right. Well, uh, with that, um, a lot of times, you know, selfishness is just associated with young people. Uh, but I don't think that is true biblically. But uh, I think some is a misunderstanding of the old and new nature. Um, and we can uh, talk a little bit about that. Uh, what what have you found as far as a misunderstanding of the old and new new nature? I, I see this a lot with new believers and I would say young people with a misunderstanding of salvation. Sure. You know, a lot of it we think, um, some think that, you know, when you come to salvation somehow, I think you get rid of your new nature, yeah. the old nature. Yep. And uh, that's just not the case. Um, Paul himself said, I, I'm crucified with Christ. Yep. Nevertheless, I live, yet, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I live, I live according to the faith of the Son of God. You know, there, there's a, I think some think, like, all of a sudden, I know Christ. You know, I, we have Christ in us, the hope of glory, and our old nature has disappeared. Yes. Um, and, uh, and this is why Paul referred to and said, I, I have to die daily. Yes. Yep. Um, I think that's that's one of the biggest, to me, one of the biggest misunderstandings that I see is um, with that with one crowd is I don't have an old nature anymore and, and everything should just click automatically and, and it just doesn't, um, you know. And then you have uh, an, another crowd who is almost in denial that there is one and I should just be able to do what I want to do because yes. I am in Christ. Yes. Uh, so those are the two biggest that I, I think I personally see. Yep. Um, I, I think the majority would struggle with the first. Yes. And, um, but you've got a flesh, I've got a flesh. And if we don't, as, as Paul put in Romans, if we don't mortify the deeds of the flesh, you know, it's going to rise up and it's going to, it's going to have its way. And it is, it is, 
it's one central letter and focus is I. Yes. Yep. So we're talking about the old man, new man. And our second question is helps in recognizing when the old man is taking over. And we're directing this to Christians, an unsaved person. Uh, let's say somebody's listening and they're unsaved. Well, all they have is the old man. But when we are saved, we have the Holy Spirit that comes dwells within us. And so then there's that conflict between the old nature or the old man and the new man. And there are times uh, when I'm talking with folks, talking especially with young people, there are times that our old man just seems to be stronger than others. And what have have you found as far as some helps in talking to some people that they – um, you know, now the word is trigger, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, trigger. Um, but what are some helps in recognizing, oh, you know what? I think my old man is just, um, he's really strong right now, maybe today sure. or the next couple of days. Sure. One of the, one of the greatest areas I think is, uh, and it's so funny because I find myself going back, uh, with young people <clears throat> and I have a lesson or two on this and, um, but it's it's Galatians five. Mm-hmm. I find I find myself going there, um, particularly when I speak uh, during a Sunday school hour, and I talk about uh, the works of the flesh versus yep. the fruit of the spirit. I think what a great what a great contrast the Lord gives us through the Apostle Paul there, and um, he says, you know, you are led of the spirit, you are not under the law. Well, uh, you know that whole law and liberty discussion there. Uh, from Galatians 5, verse 13, all the way through uh, the end of the chapter there. Yeah. And I think it's so poignant um, because, again, we're not under a law as far as a ceremonial thing and as far as, um, you know, all of those rituals of the Old Testament, Levitical law and all of those things. Um, but the reason why is because we are in the Spirit. And he has given us liberty, but... Uh, you know, yeah. The Bible says the flesh, the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another. Yep. So, again, there's that conflict again. Yes. Uh, our The Holy Spirit is wanting to do something, but our old man, our flesh, yep. is wanting to do another things. And uh, and I think as a Christian, that last part of that verse 17, so that you cannot do the things that you would. And sometimes I want to do what's right, but my flesh doesn't want to do what's right. And so... You know, he says, if you're led of the spirit, then you are not under the law. And so I, as if I can submit to him, you know, there's, there's not many laws made against being a good Christian. And you'll find this, um, yeah. you know, if you're just a good Christian, you're going to be a good citizen. Yep. Uh, and, how, and how pertinent to be the 4th of July. So I look at when he says the works of the flesh are manifest in verse 19, um, which are what? So how can I tell? That my mm. flesh is winning, my old nature is winning, and my new nature is not. He says there's going to be, um, you know, and I, I usually break them up by, you know, there's there's sexual sin and yes. adultery and fornication, uncleanness, um, lasciviousness, and uh, those are the pre preoccupation with with things of a sexual nature. Yep. And so, you know, how how is my lust doing? How am I doing with uh, what's going on in my heart as far as relationally with another person? And then you have your, what we refer to as the satanic ones, which yes. is, uh, you know, the idolatry, the witchcraft, the hatred. And I think it's interesting that, you know, idolatry and witchcraft is listed with hatred. Yeah. 
and variances and uh, you know strife and emulations um which is you know it's, it's so interesting it's like zealous ambition and jealousy so you know is is my old nature winning well let's see am i am i idolatrous or something for the lord do i am i allowing something into my life that i normally wouldn't watch or listen to um yeah. that has to deal with you know spiritual nature that is not of god yeah. um am i am i involved in hatred am i am i causing strife um Am I just following, you know, kind of follow your heart and dreams instead of following the Lord? Yeah. Um, am I causing conflict? Is there a wrath? Am I all those things? So there's traditions, heresies. Those those are a lot of satanic. And when you get to the end of that list, I, I think uh, would be societal, which we can include wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, and being murdered, uh, drunkenness, reveling, which is partying, um, loud, festive partying, and and. Uh, so it's interesting that there's these three sections of um, kind of the old man and, and fleshly works, you know, sensual and then satanic and then societal issues. How am I dealing with my fellow man here? And it says, it's so interesting, it says such a like of which I told you, I tell you before, as I've also told you times past, and they use that things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. These are, these are, this is a spiritual thing that, God's basically saying, he's not saying you're going to have eternal life if you do these things, but as far as his kingdom and a spiritual kingdom, uh, you're going to be hurting. You're going to be walking in the old man, and you're not going to have victory uh, like yep. you could. So these are the things I use to recognize, am I walking in the flesh you know, yep. as a husband, as a, as, a, um, um, as, a, you know, as a boss, as – a teacher as a, a camp speaker am i walking in the flesh at this time well do i do i qualify any of these things here uh, am i walking in any of those things that are listed there in the works of the flesh very good list so then our last uh thought then is so how do i combat these things when i see them coming on strong and you already are in the passage in galatians 5 and yes. so right at the end, it tells us, well, well, one, the fruit of the Spirit. And you say, so what does that mean? Well, yeah. they, verse 24, he says, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections yeah. and lust. Yeah. And, and there comes that word, crucifixion. Uh, Colossians use the, and, and Romans, Colossians and Romans both use the term mortify. Yeah. Most people would understand what that means when you think of mortify you think of mortician <laughs> um exactly. it's it's indicating death and so and you already talked about this uh, i think this is a misunderstanding uh with a lot of people it's a daily thing uh, yes and and that's what i think it's weary i know um we we both aren't young pups anymore you know, although, uh, <laughs> you know, but we've been at it. I know that you, you work out a lot, you run a gym and, yes, and there are times I think that you're weary. Yeah. Uh, um, and that could be that you're coming in to work out and you're weary and that can happen with us spiritually. I think of, uh, Elijah, uh, remember Elijah yeah. in the old Testament, oh, yes. Uh, he had that immense battle, and it is very evident it was a satanic battle that he w he was right. taking on 
almost all Satan's forces. <laughs> um, and it almost yeah. was by himself. And then he right. kind of addresses that when he's down. I'm the only one, which he wasn't. But it did kind of feel like that or look like that. I mean, we when yeah. we preach it, we almost point to that. You know, <laughs> he was right. by himself. Um, and he felt that. And then there's that onslaught of the flesh that just really took him down and so i'll let you uh talk some but uh, (laughs) continuing on with all right so how do we how do we beat this then some helps it's 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 uh i'll I'll give you two kind of quick sectional thoughts here okay you know when we're dealing with elijah um it's so funny i have a message that i think i've only preached it twice um called where are the seven thousand Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord said, I have 7,000 that haven't bowed the knee. And from Elijah's purview, I'm thinking, okay, where are they? Yep. You know, um, right. I just, he just, he had just, you know, cut off the heads of 850 prophets uh, yep. seemingly by himself, as far as we can tell. Yes. Um, now we know the nation was there. And so there, there was definitely some help there, but um, I, I always, I've got a message. I have never preached out of that passage where God told him to, uh, Basically, you know, shut up, rest up, and then eat up, and then get up. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he basically said, listen, there's some times where, you know, the, the old man's nature is, is is a human nature. It's not always sinful. Um, it can be, you know, depression. It can manifest as anxiety. Um, yes. It can manifest as discouragement. And all of those things did in Elijah's life. And, and uh, but they still lead to the works of the flesh, which is so interesting. Um, you're going to find out, you know, ending strife, all those things start to rise up in Elijah. And he's, you know, I'm the only one that's standing, which yeah. again, was not true. Um, you know, I just want to die. This woman wants to, you know, uh, Jezebel wants to have my head on a platter and, <clears throat> you know, it's all over. And, and uh, God tells him several things to do. And sometimes it's just, it's just getting rest and and eating properly yeah you know and then allowing the lord to bring you to an elijah because he said you know it's so interesting that i've I've talked with this with youth workers as well how immediately he became discouraged and despondent over being the only one then the lord said you know what you know i've i've got a man and he's probably 12 year old oxen which is 24 oxen and you're gonna throw a mantle on him and you know, and we know the relationship then after that. Um, and so, you know, God deals with his his discouragement by bringing an Elisha into his life. Um, and so, you know, we can we can recognize it that way. We can recognize as far as, you know, am I am I walking in depression state? Am I walking in anxiety? Um, but then having some having the ability to allow the Lord to minister to you. Yep. Um, I think of Jesus in John four, where the Lord sent angels to minister to him after his battle with Satan himself yes. as well. Yep. Um, going back to Ephesians five and, and six, even a little bit here, you know, you kind of got into some of the solutions for that, and uh, you know, the mortifying of the deeds of the flesh. We always at our church, we I've heard it for years from my pastor. Um, you know, the the idea of mortification. It's it's when, you, when you've got that bug in the home. And you've got to kill it. You, you cannot, you know, coexist with a cockroach. <clears throat> you have to mortify it. And so, 
you know, part of that is being able to see, being able to recognize it, but then also being able to deal with it. I think it's interesting. Um, verse 25 tells us in chapter five of Galatians, you know, if you're going to live in the spirit, you cannot, you've got to walk in the spirit. Yes. Um, yeah. you got to put in, I think it's also interesting that he said, provoke one another. Yes. Um, and envying one another, basically you've got to have people around you that are going to be an example to you, but also being a provocation in doing right. Mm. Uh, and so some of it is internally, which is us crucifying our flesh daily, us uh, getting to the place where we are walking in the spirit, and then also um, getting those around us that are challenging us, yep. um, you know, not not in pride, not in vainglory, as much in 27. But then also there's a measure of it, you know, if a man be overtaken, chapter 6 starts, if a man be overtaken in a fault, uh, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, uh, considering thyself, lest I'll be tempted, uh, lest I'll also be tempted. And so there's there's uh, something to be said about letting others help us as yes. well. Uh, as we are dealing with our own nature, we cannot, uh, we cannot allow Satan to uh, section us off. That's his desire. When you talk about Elijah... It reminds me of, I think it's 2 Peter 5, 8, or I'm going to get the reference wrong, but be sober, be yeah. vigilant for your adversary, the devil, walketh about as a roaring lion, seeking yep. whom he may devour. And yes. so, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of, of big cats, I guess you call them, lions and, and tigers hunting, and lions in particular, as the Bible says, Satan is like a roaring lion. They will, they will sit there yep. for a while and allow, and then all of a sudden, Whatever time they deem necessary, they're looking for one yep. that is out of step. They're looking yes. for one that is, you know, whose flesh is weary, and you know, uh, who is who is not walking in attentive nature like they should. Yeah, and he will then give chase, and he seems like he's chasing the whole crowd, but he's really narrowed in on about three or four that are that are potential lunch uh, <laughs> menu items. Yes, and then all of a sudden he'll start to run a certain way, and, and I used to not be able to understand this, but I'm like, okay, now as I'm watching this through the years, I can see him start to zero in on that one that's on his own. Mm. Um, again, that sometimes the flesh is weary, or the or the flesh is not grown, um, yeah. much like new, newer Christians, and you know those that haven't been in in the new nature very long, and you'll get them, and all of a sudden. You know, he's got a Scooby snack. He's, he's yeah. got his lunch there. <laughs> right. And so, you know, being able to recognize that and stay, you know, it's amazing. God calls us sheep. We are very, they're a congregational animal. Their only defense is they stay together. Yep. And so if we're going to, if we're going to walk in the new nature, if we're going to continue and we're going to continue for a long time, we have to be people that, uh, that congregate and uh, and we cannot allow Satan to isolate us, whether whether it's our sin or whether it's you know depression or anxiety. The greatest thing he will use to keep us out of the new nature and walking in the spirit is getting us by ourselves, getting us around people that are discouraging us, and then not getting us to not see the value and mortifying our flesh as well. Yeah. Oh, amen. Well, those are some great helps. Um, I know that uh, you, you're speaking to young people, and, and it's our desire to see, especially young people, uh, be able to experience victory, that, that conquering life. And one of them is understanding 
the self-life. Um, the self-life, uh, the devil, um, from the beginning, wanted, wanted our um, Adam and Eve's their focus to be on them rather than yes. on God's purpose and his desires, even pointing out that, well, God's, you know, God's cheating you, and that's that selfish life. I'm, I'm missing something, and yet God has the best in mind for us. So appreciate you taking Absolutely. time to, uh, to talk and give us some helps. Uh, thank you. It's been my pleasure again. Thank you for listening to Baptist Vices. We trust you were challenged to find a biblical path for navigating through some differences within Baptist churches. Join your host, Dr. Steve Dameron, next week for another engaging podcast. May God richly bless you. Thank you.